0: Welcome to the TBA podcast. I am your co-host, Eric Allsweed. I'm joined, as always, by my podcast partner in crime, Corey Hunt. This is part four of Sorry to Bother You, the final episode. Enjoy. So we have cash going on the TV circuit. Everybody's finding out now, seeing it with their own two eyes. And they don't give a shit. A ton of parallels to the Trump culture today, right there. And I don't even want to talk about. it, I'll just say that. <laughs> um, this him doing this causes the worry-free stock to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene where Christians are are out in the street promoting uh, worry-free. So Christians love it still. Uh-huh. That that
1: that Christian uh hypocrisy that exists with with maga yeah, that roman christianity of <laughs> of of manipulation mm-hmm. you know what i mean just they're right. just prime targets of like they just have a a receptor you just throw the new thing on there, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, that's that's pro
0: pro life." Ironically, those are the people calling other people sheep too. Like that. That's the craziest <laughs> thing. That's a it's new projection. thing. It's projection. That's a new thing. They're like, "Ye sheeple." Projection there's- is is a is a very basic thing that I see constantly in the in the dialectic, the public discourse, and I think Trump is is public enemy number one when it comes to projection. I, a lot of there's a my the one hashtag on Twitter I even try to repeat is. Uh, uh, everything Trump says is projection, and like you can go down the list of all the criticism that he, that he lobbies out of people um over the past four or five years, and almost I would argue every single time those criticisms apply directly to him. The only one I haven't put my foot on is the birtherism stuff. The only thing is that he actually was secretly born in like Russia or something like that, and he hit it <laughs> but uh everything else is entirely projection, so um
1: that shit yeah. worked man that whole birtherism shit worked Muffer I know. Is still to this day yep with, Kam- with
0: Kamala to this day um so Salvador and Squeeze take Cash's back as a friend now that he's gone through this whole kind of circuit and he's kind of he's going back and forth you could maybe call this like his Malcolm X uh, pilgrimage <laughs> like the part of the film also in the third act um where he kind of understands um although entirely different from Malcolm X too but uh um they yeah. say
1: cassius ain't no malcolm x <laughs> no nah, 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 nah. ain't no muhammad ali just there's
0: that third act parallel where he like makes no, it no i know i just fucking uh, <laughs> shoot uh they're turning human beings into monstrosities cassius says and nobody gives a fuck um this is when squeeze gives that great quote that i'll repeat uh if you get shown a problem but have no idea how to control it then you just decide to get used to the problem this is why education is so important by the way um, is that knowing how to react to problems like that is the fundamental definition of what education is to for me at least higher education um, and why it's so important I think people who are uneducated are the ones that obviously feel a little more like they just got to throw their shoulders up and go to go to that's what's crazy
1: man because I'm mad pro education but a lot of these people be educated but they be miseducated okay and so people be having these fucking degrees Man, I'll be talking to some of these people they are fucking teachers. Mm-hmm. They're in the educational system and they be dumb as boulders when it comes to so many different dynamic things. Because as it's often stated, when you go to school, you know what I mean? They don't teach you about how to balance a budget and, you know what I mean, how to follow through in politics in a manner that's right. going to get you best represented or whatever and, and create a, a climate of representation and so people follow through a lot of people f- that follow through in school be hella dumb they be the, they there are the ones who are sheep that are sheeple mm-hmm. as it gets because they feel like they have an education they feel like no I've read entitled. I've done they this feel intellectually I've done the work I've put in the time right. but the time and work that they've put in is indoctrination Right. and so that's what I always think I'm always preaching educate educate yourself but then I just every time I say that in the back of my head is but you gotta educate yourself with the right, the right with the right scholars right. you know what I mean and that's
0: where we get nuanced into what universities are, are good and what aren't I mean I think Think that the UC um, institution is <laughs> see I I feel like I can't even say it because because uh, there's probably going to be examples against it I it, okay it comes down to kind of at a certain point you have to have some trust in certain university institutions you don't have to but I do again I'm saying you instead of me. Uh, so – and that's kind of like my – I often think when I go to campuses, even just if I'm in L.A. just to chill, like I'll go on UCLA, just kind of walk around and just kind of reflect or maybe read or, or or do some research or something. Just be on the campus is like my – the closest thing I have to a church. So there's a lot of danger in having that mentality. So you
1: want to go to church is what you're saying.
0: Well, I don't do that that often. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a human – instinct to get some of that sometimes right a, a sacred place right i mean it, it it's it's pervasive in human history it, it, connection it, it, has, it has dictated a lot of human history humans need connection right come to jesus come to jesus D. i'd a. rather connect with human beings <laughs> though <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to derail you not at all connection. i'm not good <laughs> um but um i guess my point is that like yeah, there's like there's at least a huge desire for me to want to have a trust in higher edu- certain higher education institutions to do my research and find out which ones I can trust. The UC system and the Ivy Leagues are kinda your your typical ones. But Those are
1: trustworthy for you?
0: Intellectually trustworthy, yes. That said, I no no institution is, is flawless and they need to be exposed for their flaws constantly, right?
1: Um, I well, just you start trust that they're Ivy Leagues, boy. Right. You start talking about Ivy Leagues, boy, that shit. I don't know. And then you start talking about what co- what constitutes intellect and all that shit you know what i mean it's 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 a pretty slippery slope but we can move on oh yeah, just on to that me. topic yeah. of of just trust of universities or whatever i right. i have a cynicism right i guess that's probably in the opposite direction or whatever but i've also had great experiences and i feel i just feel like it's super nuanced and not really it's kind of like black culture type thing right where you can't really stamp it it's right. so v- varied You know what I mean? So you could just get this great professor for sure. That's what I'm totally on board with is there are some professors that are just objective and passionate. You know what I mean? And I think that's the best kind of professor you can have is someone who's not attached to ideas and is steadily developing an understanding to where they're not trying to get you attached to ideas or whatever as far as like a conservative or a liberal professor or whatever.
0: Objective knowledge, objective intellect. Like,
1: it's a huge topic in today's world
0: where so many people are arguing over what is even true or what is intelligence and, you know, it, it's it's a big deal. And, like, at some point, and, you know, you kind of, this is where people that rely on science, which is inter- interlocked with these universities as well. They have huge sci- science departments, research departments, you know. Um, that's where I think a lot of people just have to fall into, like, that's what they, that's, like, the one thing they can trust <laughs> or apply some objective uh, truth to, you know. But...
1: Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Day <laughs> schools can't teach us shit. Dead press.
0: Let's move on. <laughs> Dead press. Shout out. Boots Riley worked with them too. Mhm. Um. All right. So, Cash. We're almost done. Almost done. Cash rallies the uh the football team, the local high school football team, to take out the riot police. That was a cool little scene there. Um, it sound
1: like you were saying foosball, but I'm gonna let it slide.
0: Football. Am I slurring? Hopefully not. It looks like it. Uh, more police come down to take out protesters. So the football players they, they do fire. have a little success. And any
1: show like organizing, I think that's what's lacking a lot today. Is everybody wants to get on the news and shit and be fucking marching and protesting and all this shit, but it's no real it's no real method to the madness a lot of the time. And that shit I'm that's my fucking get off my lawn type shit moments I'll mm. be having as a as I'm aging. I'm just like, man, protesting is valuable. is a valuable tool, but it's so often, just like so many other things today, it's just misused. You know, like when people say certain phrases like racism or or whatever, yeah. they just be throwing shit recklessly or whatever. I feel like the same thing happens with, with protests a lot of times. Like, this happened. Oh, perfect example. The whole QAnon, how, how are we saying Q QAnon. QAnon. Q anal. Q. Q-anal. Q-anal. Uh, that whole push that, I, that I'm that i guessing is from them to be like, oh, this young white boy was murdered by a black man. Where's the <laughs> protest? It's like, you don't protest when justice happens. Like, the dude was arrested within 24 hours. You yeah. don't protest just because some random murder didn't make it on the news. There's random murders every day in, in every state. They don't make the news. Yeah, that, that, That doesn't even deserve our attention. Honestly, it's not even a viable. But we're here. (laughs) Argument. So I do get. I get. It just gets goes to that point of. It's an extreme for sure, but it's that same point of just people's misunderstanding of what a protest actually is. Like the Montgomery boycott, what a boycott actually is, is these organized mechanisms that go in concert with each other to create the change. You know what I mean? Because just going out in the streets and saying black lives matter gets no laws changed but if you go out on the street and say black lives matter then you get the news to come and you say we demand that the police do uh, or that the city council uh, does not fund the police with over half of our police budget and then you go and you vote when they put that on the ballot you know what i mean it's it's yeah. a several step process that people need to get a better understanding of yeah i mean mass voting is the ultimate protest right so that again, mass. Voting? Mass
0: voting is the ultimate protest, right?
1: I'd never heard that said, but I definitely agree. Mm. Is it though? Hold on. No,
0: I mean, I just, I just said hold it. Hold
1: on, hold on. <laughs> Contrarians is not going to agree that fast. Let me slow that down. I don't you know. got to have candidates who can actually do something. The ultimate protest is dollars. Yeah. So whether that's when you can gather people together and spend right. or not spend, that is the ultimate protest. But uh, yours I, is cool too. I
0: know. I like. I, I. I. I think I agree with you. Um, or at least they're both. They're both
1: up there. This fucking squeaking his chair is the ultimate protest. I put some
0: WD four on it a minute ago. That
1: shit is protesting.
0: <laughs> you gotta stay. You gotta see the radio. <laughs> that shit this is, is the, protesting you get, my movements You gotta get that Breakfast Club state. Still by the mic. Is that what they do? They they, they always the second somebody backs
1: up. I think they're just too damn loud for you to hear the <laughs> chairs. They be getting loud up in there. We just gotta be like, but envy, oh, ah, oh, Sambo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, I love Charlemagne. People be going at Charlemagne's neck, and uh, for a minute, I really wasn't rocking it. Really? Running.
0: I feel like Charlemagne is one of the darlings of uh of the
1: media world. Oh, I didn't mean the media. I meant the people. Oh, okay. The people be going at his neck and be calling him all kind of coons and sambos and all this uh, shit. I see. Yeah. But I think he brings on dope-ass guests to a, a, a largely viewed platform, man, and that shit has got to be uh, respected i mean he puts he, puts he
0: puts feet to fire like like few others i think
1: that's why he really gets gets the wrath is because you know if you're that guy that's always critical of everybody then everybody can my enemy's enemy is my friend type shit yeah. you know what i mean like he's gonna be critical of all of us we all gonna be critical of him yeah
0: Head on over to IG, All Sweet Collection. We got reels, baby. Follow us, please. We'll follow you back. You know, Twitter, All Sweet Collect. What else? Medium. Rate and comment on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Back to the show. So we have the riot police coming out. Um, there's this big kind of things. Shit hits a fan. Uh, near the end of the third act with the with the protesters and um now we finally see the police coming out in full force we've seen them before but yeah. now now it's like the a all the second out. level yeah they brought out the, yeah. the reserves so Cassius is is he's in he's in a a, a riot car uh handcuffed That was a scary ass fucking scene man i was thinking so many different thoughts that shit was powerful as hell where where did you do you see the police car it looks like they run over like a group of protesters Oh that
1: was interesting too yeah. but just the Cassius part, Cassius being in that van, yeah. being locked away, being able to see what's going on, but kind of not, I mean, the way it was depicted, kind of not really having a voice, but that shit just really brought it home to just the power of the government. Right. Like that shit that's going down in Portland or whatever, how they can, because, you know, I've been to jail before and there's just this feeling of just powerlessness, right. just in a regular jail where you are accounted for everybody knows you're right there and they can come see you and this and that but then when you take it to the next level of these guantanamo type joints you know what i mean where nobody really knows where you're at you don't really got no say so and no no rights no nothing it really brought that type of feeling it conjured up that type of feeling for me of just being like fuck And, and and being the type of person that i am as well and For lack of a better better term, being kind of an agitator or whatever, just being a person who stands up for people's rights or whatever, and knowing that those are the type of people who end up in those type of situations as an example. You know, they try to make an example of you or whatever. And the way that they type, they try to make an example of you, that shit is always in the back of my head. And that shit kind of brought it to the forefront of just like Shit, man. They can they can really just snatch your ass up. Well that's yeah. and you got you ain't saying or doing shit and ain't nobody doing nothing about it. That's the ultimate power.
0: Ultimate and power. That's, that's why I am so comfortable um trying to break down the current police culture as much as I possibly can. It's because of that insane imbalance of power. That's just to me, is literally insane the power to, to strip your life from you, whether it be in jail or to kill you or to disable you, whatever. Um, you know that's <laughs> there's so much power in the backlash to that that I am, I'm gonna ride that wave. I feel very, very comfortable riding that wave um, as long as it as, as it takes.
1: I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable because <laughs> I'm like right well, that, there. That's I'm the face.
0: That's my that's my privilege in a sense too maybe
1: like I'm I mean like, that's part of it but more so it's just cause I'm just like on the face yeah you know when I was like just a few more steps back I felt way more comfortable but now I'm literally like at oh. the table with the police chief that's fascinating and not just the police chief to put it on him like that but the whole culture yeah you know you know they're all looking and listening you know what I mean that's like like if somebody made a video talking about black people need th- need to do this or rappers need to do this then i'm gonna be i'm gonna be all eyes and ears like who is this person what are they all about let me look back into their history it us so then it's just like that has yeah. really kind of come into the forefront of my mind of like that's a possibility for some officers and me you know the dynamic yeah. between me and some officers they're like well who is this dude yeah where is he where does he come from what is he they're like investigating me on on whatever level you want to call I it i mean
0: that, that that that's a tr- genuine transition in your life and that other people go through in that position i think you can you know you can relate that to like you know developing some sort of fame for whatever it is as well yeah um this is different than that slightly different um but yeah man that's i mean my reaction to that is like that's awesome that you're going through that metamorphosis (laughs) like that these are new these new scary problems that you're dealing with it's awesome that you're dealing with them, ironically, because that means that you are moving into new, potentially more influential spaces, um, and it's just part of the territory. I mean, you're like the very beginning example of it, whereas Malcolm and Martin are like the, the 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 end game example of it, you know. Um, but there's still some some commonalities there. Not to compare you to <laughs> Max and Martin Luther King. I'm not doing that, but. The, the things you deal with once, once, once. No, I, mean, I mean, once you have a voice and once, once you're accepted into a certain circle, and then you know the the worry of. When know, I was
1: younger, I could much more relate to like Malcolm, but now in my elder statesmanship, you know, I can kind of see mm-hmm. where Martin was. You know, he probably could relate to what I'm dealing with in a certain. No. <laughs> Man,
0: I was... should I include this in the final edit? This is bold right here. This is bold right here. Hey, look, we're doing a three-hour podcast. We got a few more minutes. That said, it will be stripped down, edited a little bit. But look, we're we're going on hour three. He'll have to forgive us, listener. For hey, I need no
1: forgiveness. I said it. (laughs) Hey, hit a chest pound. Stand on it. All right.
0: Let's see. Uh, Okay, so we see the um, police car. It looks like it runs over like a bunch of protesters. Mm -hmm. But the Sapiens emerge they you know save the day they and that they,
1: shit there was a one just recently in the protests over the George Floyd I cannot remember what city it was it was New York I think pretty sure it was New York did you see that one where the police had pulled up and there was a police barricade and there was a bunch of people on the other side of the barricade mm-hmm. and then the po- the people were like agitating the SUV van or whatever mm-hmm. it was cop van and he just kept going on. and then he just he had already stopped yeah and then he took off again and oh, yeah. drove into the crowd or whatever. That's what that had reminded me oh, of yeah. when he did that. That was another one where he was just like, bang, he just hits him right on the head, eight years in advance. Yo, I have researched all
0: the videos of the past three or four months of police um, violence and brutality, and uh, you know that, that 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 that's that's a positive rabbit hole to go down in a way, so so you can be exposed to the truth of what's going on. Um, but dude, I, I want to see taxi. Every-
1: I want to be filled with every clip of police violence over these last few months. I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. I'm already already overwhelmed with with just the angst of racism and racist people. And I kind of fill myself up with that shit because I've always been on the front lines of communicating with the stupidest motherfuckers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To anyone who's uh, had a dialogue with Corey before, that's
1: how he uh, really feels about you. (laughs) Some of y'all motherfuckers, you know who you are, man. God damn. Well, is it racist if I say black on black crime? You <laughs> stupid motherfucker. All right, uh, so
0: the uh, the EquiSapiens uh, kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, it saved the day yes. for the moment. Um, uh, there's there's a saying, I think it's a squeeze actually says it, uh, same struggle, same fight. So there's this, like, solidarity, unification mm. with the, um, the workers, the workers' union, and the... Uh, echo sapiens in there even though their situation is is uh is worse and um even worse you know uh cash in detroit get back together like you said love is uh is uh love is blind no it's not blind it's uh it's uh it's a ball it's a big ball of shit is what it is and confusion no
1: I'm sticking with mine. He says okay. the shit. My my love is blind. His love is shit. Love is great. Obviously. Love is great. My love is blind, <laughs> but it's painful. Um, uh,
0: Cash gives Saul his car. He can. He continues to kind of apologize to Saul, so he's very repentant. Or Sal, sorry. Uh, uh and Sal's like, you know, he, he's cool. He's cool with the with the car as an apology. Uh, so a telemarketers union has formed. So they were successful. In their plight. um so this is when we start to get. Into, there's like kind of a some happy ending vibes here. The the the, the union has formed. Um, Cash and Detroit are back together. They're back in the garage. Granted, Cash kept all his nice stuff. They're still back in the garage. Um, so he isn't completely back to how it was. He's still keeping the rem- some remnants. Um, Detroit kind of brings a full circle to the first scene in the garage i
1: think that's an important point yes i thought you would because <laughs> it's like trying to find that balance yeah because li- me i'm like abolish capitalism but it's not gonna happen tomorrow so while we're there what is the proper balance of living within the means or whatever and that's always a delicate yeah. dance that i feel like i'm usually on the wrong side of interesting
0: i mean you can tie that in with all sorts of aesthetic you know uh clothing hair etc
1: i remember when i fucking so when the fire happened and i lost my my trailer home Mm -hmm. up in concal the campfire yeah the campfire so that it wasn't the paradise fire it went up in concal as well and we lost our whole business the the home that we had on our business for the caretaker and then all of us each had our own separate little properties, little trailers and whatnot. And I had my my business truck, a bunch of stuff. Lost it off. Forget why we're even fucking talking about this. Why'd you bring this because, up? Yay. Because um the um keeping that aesthetic. Yeah, so um the balance of I, I, I kinda lost it mentally. I ended up going through like a mental breakdown. And my partner at the time was just like, man, you need to have a GoFundMe because you you can't work right now. And I also had a surgery coming up as well. So that would kind of finalize it. Like I wasn't able to work because of my mental. Yeah. But then I had a surgery coming up. So I wasn't going to be able to work because of my physical. So I ended up having fund GoFundMe. And I had a bunch of friends coming around and stuff. And they were like just checking up on me to see w- what's going on. And uh, and I'm staying at this place that I, that I moved into with my partner at the time. And I got this, like, 64-inch TV or whatever. And I'm, like, talking about how I lost everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so awkward. That's funny. That's funny. I was <laughs> just being like, yo, I lost everything, but I still got this big-ass yeah. fucking TV right here. That shit was always hella awkward because I had multiple people just come through, and they were mad genuine and, and looking to care and, and trying yeah. to do fundraisers for me and shit. And I'm, like, sitting in this place that I feel like might have been more fancy than what they might have had or whatever. Wow. So I thought that was super awkward. Wow. It was an awkward dynamic for sure.
0: Um uh, I, I was there that morning too so uh, I, I you know have my own experience but I lost stuff in uh, You were in um, paradise? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I did got to get out that morning and uh it was terrifying. And uh but yeah I, I had some things I lost my my recording studio. I had all my you know my mm. nice my nice clothes and stuff. Um and uh That said I I never, like, I'm always, uh, like, I rejected the, the the concept of, you know, being, it, it affecting me negatively. Mm. You know what I mean? And, it, look, it's going to be tough to talk about white privilege. It's tough for a white guy to talk about white privilege, even, it, but it's, I guess it's important to start exploring that, and however awkward it may feel. Sure. Um, I'm wondering... I just feel like I'd like to think that I'm like more aware of it than maybe most white people. And as a result, there's a lot of like, no, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. And that feeling is pervasive, has been throughout my whole life and has affected all the decisions I've made in my life. There's a very, there's a, there's a, I don't deserve this narrative that, that drives me in a lot of ways. And, um, and that just, that. That, that was a feeling that came up during during the fire. I accepted money from the you know, government agencies, you know, the Red Cross or whatever. But, like, you know, I w- never from a person or I would never, um, you know, ever even. Like, if anybody brought it up at the time, like, oh, Derek went through this. I'd always be like, no, 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 I didn't go through shit. Even though I went through something
1: insanely traumatic trying to drive away from that shit not knowing if I was going to burn. Um, That's a COVID mechanism in itself, too, yeah. beyond all the other stuff. But, yeah, because I was in a similar situation just because... I was like, well, I have stuff in Chico. I didn't lose everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't have, like, a house house, like a built 3 store, you know what I mean, two-story home. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just had my little trailer, which was, you know, it was a lot of, a large percentage of what I had. I did right. lose, but I just didn't really have much to lose. And so, but just the fact that it was just whole, a whole town that had lost Everything That definitely made it difficult for me as well, where I wasn't really trying to do none, none of that shit. I wasn't even trying to get the, the FEMA money or none of that shit at first. But when it came down to it, I ended up having to just fold and, and humble myself
0: how did that feel were did, did were you ultimately did not did it feel okay to accept it was awkward as it was hell. Awkward. interesting
1: but i was mad grateful in the end it was just this very grateful awkward feeling you know what i mean the whole time i felt mad awkward and i felt like it was like the universe just kind of humbling me or whatever <laughs> because people would always just be like no you have given you have helped raise and you you've done this and you've done that and we're just giving back and and you know i would hear it an extent but then in my heart of hearts at the same time i i really had difficult time with that shit and i still do to this day with not not with that in particular event or whatever but just anyone trying to just give me something or or help me out I, i struggle with receiving right and i try to be more be understand that and be open to it just like I know this is mad awkward. awkward. Because there's a thing, like someone explained it to me during that process of the fire or whatever, when I was struggling. Whether they were just like, "There's a thing about just letting people give." You know what I mean? It's it's an it's a give. So hard. It's <laughs> giving to let someone give. You know what I mean? To give someone the opportunity to be able to say or not say, but to have that feeling in their heart of sharing with other people or whatever, that's that's a gift too. And allowing someone allowing, yeah. yeah.
0: No, dude, I I actually think we might be really similar in this way, specifically. And uh yeah, I mean I'm to the point to where like I I wouldn't I would never even accept a birthday present like uh, that that's how extreme i feel about it like i, I want to avoid all of that and a christmas present any type of any like any type of present
1: i've i i had a, a separate mechanism of just being an asshole and then that way it kept people, <laughs> people forgiving don't want me
0: wow that's funny but also pretty tragic <laughs> So yeah, there's that. There's that if you want to
1: avoid the gifts.
0: Okay, so Detroit and Cash back in the garage. at the we're at the very, very end of the film now. Finally we got here. Uh incredible podcast. Already? We're already here. Already it hey, only man. Took three three plus hours. Food by food by for me. Um she says, Detroit says to Cash, What about being a part of something important? Like you were saying at the beginning of this film. Um, so when you guys get this death.
1: podcast and it's all just a one three hour podcast, that's when you learn to not say production notes in the podcast like Da is doing here. No, but we continue. Edit, the edit, the edit button's a <laughs>
0: wonderful thing.
1: Um.
0: So it comes full circle. Yes, yes. He's a ge- part
1: of some important. Boots is a
0: genius. Yes. Um. Comes full circle. Uh. Uh. And Detroit's kind of making fun of 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 Catch the mentality at the beginning, how he, oh, he needs to be a part of something, and that everything's just gonna eviscerate in the long run. Um, and and he he comes to I guess a, a realization, a different realization, a metamorphosis of his own, where he said, you know, basically we are a part of something, where we're changing the world before the sun explodes. So he buys into her mm-hmm. philosophy a little bit of like what what matters is now, and He's like, okay, yeah, the sun's going to explode. All this is going to be nothing at some point, but changing the world now is important. And that's Boots' message for the film, I think. Yes. Um, And.
1: Story of my life. <laughs> Young <laughs> it's,
0: mitigator. It's a great philosophical
1: question, like I said, word that we deal with every day. The Snatcher, snatchers, they call them. Because <laughs> it's like, you got these people that try to make moderate a bad word or huh. increment incremental a bad right. word, you know what I mean? And these things are the way things get done more yep. than not. Hey, and, so. and, and and that's
0: that's one of uh that's one of the biggest mess- lessons I, I took from Brock and I think Brock took that from Martin. And uh you know
1: I'm not a big fan of Barack or
0: Martin. I know. But there's I know. that, but they—that that was a big message. They did of stuff. Theirs. They did do stuff. They—they they, they, they taught me
1: that change happens. They slowly. both taught me. Well, I don't know what Barack taught me, but <laughs> he taught me how fucked up white people can be. <laughs> 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 Barack taught me that, um, You could do everything right, and they is not fucking with your ass. Another great way to tie up this film, tie down, is that
0: we see that last photo of Cassius's dad. Mm-hmm. and he's he's happy that's a weird ass happy pose he is I happy didn't think though. about
1: that until just a second but in hindsight why you gotta be clicking his heels who does that
0: oh I don't remember that part he's clicking that's his he heels his,
1: that's what he was doing in that yikes. last photo that's he was a little like, bit of yikes was he yeah that was a weird ass thing yeah huh that's, that's all wow I didn't even know that's a lot there's a lot of time packages with yeah, that yeah that was a bit I don't know I mean but Boots is a smart smart know, person man. so he
0: probably was saying something there God. He's a, he's a national treasure. All right, so we've come to the ending. The final two oh, scenes of the film. Oh, fuck. We were going to keep the... I was thinking that we, I'd keep these secret, but what the hell am I talking about? You're right, Corey. We're literally breaking down this entire movie in the most detailed way possible. Why would we leave the end out?
1: Thank you all for joining. Oh. See you next time. Should we talk about it or no? Are we going to talk about it? I don't even know what you're talking about. So,
0: after all this... Uh-huh. Cash is, covers his face. He's hurting. He comes up. Sure enough, he's, uh, he's Take morphing. Time. Take your time with it. Cash is morphing into... And
1: you don't want to try the meta-, meta
0: Metamorphosizing into... Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey. <laughs> And Equi-Sapien. Equi yes. Sapien. But so, is it
1: Equi-Sapien? Because I think it didn't look like the rest of them. But, but that's he just did the turn beginning a, stage.
0: But he did turn into Because there's one more scene after that, too. he did. Um yes. That scene... Yes. Uh, ...made me cry today.
1: I, what? Yeah. You need some water, boy. What's going on I in mean, your I cried, life? I I cried. I, 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 the films are when you'd I, I cried. you be looking. You'd be looking.
0: I think I cried at some point in this movie. I don't look, though. that was not it. No, uh, no, so I'm surprised I'm I'm very surprised that it did. The I guess fuck? is my point. Right. And the reason was You ever got busted in the nose by
1: a garage door? No. Oh, okay. What was the reason?
0: The reason was, is that I mean, I love crying just for the record. I, I think it's I think no, it's a vital. I think it's a vital thing for men to do in in, in, you're not wrong. in particular. You're not um wrong. and it look, these we're talking very brief moments. We're not talking about long trials. So. Oh, you're gonna try to backstab it now, I feel it? Like no. It's being no, honest. it was a quick cry, I feel it um it's more like a burst of emotion that comes out you know what i'm saying mm. like a couple tears that's it not like look it could be 50 minutes of
1: tears that'd, that'd be even better see me i don't really have a need to quantify the amount of tears personally <laughs> but i hear you only two tears for you i got it you're making me feel like i need <laughs> so um... no it's my responsibility no I got it. <laughs> no, all right. no it's my fault for sure um Two wow, tears. Wow, we two get tears. complex on this podcast. You dropped we it really two tears. <laughs>
0: two tears. And then it was dried up. Two tears. No, look, no, ugh. Um, That's the name of the podcast. Two tears. Uh, it's just me and you dropping one tear.
1: No, nah, me. I drop multiple tears, <laughs> ladies. I'm sensitive. You know what I mean. I just let it. I just let it pull up, and then it just like five minutes later, after I'm even done crying, it's still just dripping slowly, migrating its way down the face. One of those Denzel from Glory type jump offs. So
0: the reason I cried uh-huh. was that it just—I was like so invest. Like the happy ending of this movie that which I took as a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Like they've come back to some sort of balance. They're back together. He's kind of you know he's gone through his whole journey of ups and downs. Like it, it, there was a big element of this being a happy ending relative to the story and. Mm. Look. So this is again. This is just what. This is what my feelings were. Go ahead. And look. Also, look. I'm a lit major. I, I, I'm kind of a sap for the like that narrative in a way, whether I like it or not. You know, I kind of. I guess I. I want that happy ending, right? Which, which almost sucks that that's embedded into some of us. But, um, so when that happened, it just, it just, it just hit me. It, it hit me like, okay. like the guy that was like, oh, like he just saw his kids score a goal and win the game. But then somebody came with a two by four and hit him over the head and the rever- and the referee
1: reversed the goal. That's how so felt- when man. you saw him come up with the horse nose, you started crying.
0: B- brief burst.
1: That's intense. man. Yeah. I don't know if I'm capable of that type of emotion. That's
0: good. I mean,
1: You're dynamic. Individual, you individual, dude. Thank you. That's thank fucking you. mature. I was waiting for a compliment. That's mature as fuck. <laughs>
0: um weird as shit but mature as fuck <laughs> well cause no. like he lost he that's fucking lost classroom. after all this he still fucking lost I didn't cry okay so it 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 was look it just reminded me of the track it was like oh shit we all lose even when you feel like you've, you've achieved some shit you've made some great accomplishments you end up losing in the end and maybe I shouldn't phrase it as losing I guess I'm phrasing being turned into a horse
1: human as losing <laughs> and that's not right That's not right. That's problematic. Okay. Let's cancel this guy. (laughs) Canceled. There's a problem with cancel culture, but we'll get into that on another (laughs) episode. But what's what's your reaction to that? I had very little reaction. It just seemed like, a. it seemed like one of those, like, at the end of a Marvel movie type jump offs of just like this cheap. And there's going to be a part two. That's kind of like, I guess I was kind of ready to be done with it, I guess. I, w- I had seen the ups and downs and gone through all the rides and and kind of was checked out. So then, by the time that came on, it was just like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, that's that, just that, like this sitcom-y like. But that that that's a brilliant
0: example of of how we you know the different points of views that we have. Mm-hmm. Like like you're just <laughs> the exhaustion. Mm-hmm. If I may oh, look, this is no, my guess. No, that works. That works. The ex- exhaustion that you have lived with that you've developed like you're like this movie like you already get exhausted to where like by the end you're just like all right like nothing's going to uh, my exhaustion is like past its at its point to where like I don't have that I've been dealt with that same exhaustion and by the way like that whole, that concept of feeling tired and we, we we hear that a lot from black voices today like I'm tired I'm, I'm tired and even even they have it in like I think Selma and Malcolm X too um you know white people aren't tired fresh legs they <laughs> you got know fresh legs. and so uh, so people. really sympath really is sympathizing with that as much as possible and but this is a good example of where because i don't feel the same amount of tired it's just that i feel more of a you know oh this narrative is the same it's not changing we feel like there's a victory and then not really in the end there's not um that that's that's that was my point of view on it and yours was more of it is an exhaustion is yeah, made seems silly.
1: So when he goes through the whole thing of the movie it's just like this brilliant encapsulation of capitalism. You know yeah. the movie as a whole is just like all these different layers of capitalism and the problematic uh vices of it and and the people and the the nuance of the people involved and how the mechanism is really V- vi- not vitriol, but just villainous. I guess you could say. You know, the the mechanism itself is evil, but the people involved, more often than not, are just using the meat is just a means to get by. You know what I mean? Like for Cassius, he's just he's just a poor dude that doesn't really understand his skills that doesn't even know what he's good at, trying to make his way by in life, and then capitalism just sucks him in. And fucking spits him out, and then yeah. he's just back to square one, a little bit cleaner. You know what I mean? So is it fair to say that you um that you expect that ending? You expect like you don't. It was over before it was even over for me. Yeah. So even before we even got to the ending, we had already come full circle, and so that's why that last part was kind of just like this oh wow it was just this extra yeah. you know what i mean because we were already full circle of So, like, what
0: was the actual ending for you then it when was, they're in the when they're in the garage and they the, have that conversation the
1: organization part when they organize with the riots wow and then there, there was that whole part of that but then still the corporation still persists right now we've come full circle you know what yeah. i mean so like this is the person who's gone into the machine been a part of the machine fought against the machine got spit out by the machine yeah. the machine persists you know what i mean and see and i'm still operating still even
0: humbly someone like me uh i still have that snow white disney fairy tale expectation at the end of it i'm still battling with that to where i'm like no that can end well and he will become happy in the end and he lived happily ever after <laughs> you know, I still in, his need basement, in his which, uncle's basement which by the way garage. right right which, which, which he helped which he helped him pay off uh so by the way boots knows that i'm the viewer because the very last scene is a re- is the redemption is him busting into uh-huh. the ceo's house to where it's implied that he's just gonna basically kill him right there like Mm -hmm. so boots knows to even throw that little the very the actual last scene is victory
1: in america you can't have that you can't end without without that or it's a bad movie
0: but is boots saying that he thinks that is what will happen eventually
1: we'd have to ask him i won't speak for the man i think so that i think that's his opinion that he thinks that the slave is going to revolt and overcome ultimately yes i don't know that i agree but it's possible that that's what he thinks but i don't think that the, i don't think that's what i think <laughs> i think hey. that this shit is gonna fucking melt i think this shit has happened before yeah i think this is the human algorithm of like all of all of it though yeah. where there's your freedom fighters and there's your oppressors and they just <laughs> until the fucking melts down until there's none of that shit is even left to even find and then Another fucking spore drops into the ocean and turns into a tardigrade and fucking yeah. turns into blah, blah blah and apes, and humans, <laughs> and blah da, da and fucking corporate, and da-da-da, and then it melts all down, wow. started again. There's no better way to end this podcast than that. I don't got my camera to point into, <laughs> but I'm pointing. Corey,
0: man, thank you. This, bro, this is what I've been waiting for since I, I've been messing with this stuff for four or five years. This was what I've been waiting for, seriously. Uh, this was incredible um sorry to bother you boots
1: riley shout out to oakland <laughs> shout out to the cool <laughs> shout, shout out, out to, to boots orga- organizers union organizers I only hope- 7% of workers in america are unionized look into union shit thank you Everybody looking to union shit that's what this movie is really about that's yep. what he was trying to spread the message of of just being like yo capitalism is kicking our ass yep. and the large reason why is because we don't unionize anymore and we don't work together to work against capitalism
0: that is the most practical immediate direct message from this film or yeah certainly certainly one of them um, and
1: also that there are no True villains, you know, we all have a bit of villainy and a bit of hero in us, and it's about inspiring the hero in each other instead of inspiring or highlighting the villainy in each other. I don't know that that was his message, but that's my (laughs) message from my interpretation of just like, yo, we all got a little bit of negative, we all got a little bit of positive, and we all have the ability to inspire that in each other, you know what I mean? Like, we can be like, oh, you fucking racist, and then. Is that gonna get us to our goal though? You know what I mean? Or we could be like, yo man, I feel like you might benefit if you check this out. I think that'll be a lot more beneficial than being like, you piece of your shit, you're fucking know what mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean? Hey. And so I think that was really a powerful subconscious thing that he's pointing to. It's just like, look, the evil people in this movie are normal people, you know what I mean, that just make made the wrong decision.